Blog Talk Radio. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the Fantasy Football Mastermind Ed. The definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Mazurak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience, comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice, fantasy picks to click and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazarak. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is December 11th. Yes, we're rapidly reaching the end of another fantasy season. This is week 15 of 2018. My name is Michael Nazarak, and I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found on the web at ffmastermind.com. And with me once again, still recovering from that big, huge knee replacement surgery. <laughs> but he's up walking around, I hear. Chris Rito, how you doing tonight, Chris? Very well, sir. Thank you. I am walking around. Of course, it's still painful. But, you know, that's, sometimes you've got to push through injuries. We've got a lot of injured NFL players pushing through. Of course, I don't have 300-pound guys landing on me. But nonetheless, uh, I've, uh, I'm, tr- I'm going to push through this injury, and I'm going to be a, be a contributor on game time this week. Okay, well, uh, this is the semifinal week of fantasy playoffs for most leagues around the country. So if you're fortunate enough to win this past week, uh, then you're still playing and alive. But, of course, you've got to win this week or you're out. If you do win this week, you're likely playing in your fantasy bowl next week. A pity the people that have to play in week 17, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, let's get to the relevant news and notes and maybe some fantasy tips here for fa- uh, for fantasy fanatics still playing. Um the first bit of news, uh, it's just a, we're just going to go position by position here. Quarterback uh, in Washington, they cycled through so many quarterbacks, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, Mark Sanchez came in through a pick six to the Giants. It just looked terrible. Uh, Josh Johnson finished out that game, looked pretty good. Of course, I guess the Giants are playing pre-end defense mostly in the fourth quarter there through their touchdown. Uh, anyway, um, he's starting this week. Uh, fantasy impact, is any of these wide receivers worth anything in Washington? Dawson's got a concussion. Crowder did take a, a, a pass over the middle and run down the sidelines about 80 yards for a score. Is anyone worth picking up this week? Uh, the Redskins, they play um, at Jacksonville this week. Uh, well, for that reason alone, no. But, I mean, the, the short answer is absolutely not. This this is the same thing we talked about last week when uh, – when uh, uh, Mark Sanchez came in, and really a couple weeks before that, when Colt McCoy came in, it's like this team was just being decimated in all the other positions. It's not just the quarterback. When you get down to your fourth quarterback and you're starting guys that have only been with the team a week or, or two weeks, you're in a world of hurt. So I would say that this, if you're actually still starting a Washington Redskins, you're probably not still playing in Week 15 in your fantasy league. Yeah. Well, believe it, or, believe it or not, I do have Josh Johnson on a couple of my playoff teams, although I did not start him last week, and that turned out to be a good move on my part. But anyway, uh, for this week, I totally agree with you. Now, let's go over a couple of uh, running back uh, situations, three specific situations. We'll start with Baltimore, the running back game plan. Watch, everyone thought it was going to be Gus Edwards, and he is still starting there, but he's staring a lot of time with uh, Kenneth Dixon, who came off IR. And, in fact, Dixon got the score last week against the Chiefs, and then uh, John Harbaugh said, hey, you're going to see plenty more uh, Kenneth Dixon. 
Uh, Chris, Chris Dixon, Dixon worth picking up and starting if you need him? I don't know if I'd have the guts to start him right now, but he's certainly going to have a fantasy impact because I think he's definitely going to take away from Gus the bus. I mean, when he was the only show in town, he was getting 20-plus carries. You knew that that was a safe, you know, he had a safe floor. I don't know if he has that anymore, especially without any contribution in the passing game. You've got Kenneth Dixon in both the passing and the running game, and, and Ty Montgomery still lurking about in the passing game. I, I'm a little concerned, even though he's got some plus matchups the next couple of weeks, that Gus Edwards may not live up to what he has been doing and what many people might expect because of Kenneth Dixon's contribution. But in and of itself, no, I wouldn't start him. I, I don't know if I'd do that well, as long as Edwards is healthy. I'll give you another take here because uh, I'm, I'm starting him this Kenneth Dixon this week, and uh, I didn't start him last week. It almost cost me. I still did win my game. This is in the FF Webmasters non-PPR 14-team league. I was fortunate to make the playoffs with Kareem Hunt, with Matt Bright, and with Greg Olson. All of them are gone. I picked up Ian Thomas. Picked up Zay Jones, didn't help this much. And I did, did pick up Kenneth Dixon and Rex Burkhead, and I went with Burkhead last week. Didn't get me hardly anything. And uh, the, the Ravens are playing the Bucks this week. I think that Dixon's going to share that probably equally, and I think there's just as good a chance of him scoring as, as Edwards has. So I, I think that if anyone is really desperate, uh, you know, and you can pick up somebody in your fantasy play, uh, playoffs here this week, and Dixon's still out there, I think he's almost at the top of the list this week, unless, of course, Derrick Henry's still out there. But we're talking probably a small, a, a small eight- or ten-man league with the restricted rosters there that anyone's going to be grabbing for Derrick Henry. But, um, you know, you could do worse than, worse than Dixon. Let's shift on over to the Los Angeles Chargers who play Thursday night against the Kansas City Chiefs in a big, huge game that's probably going to decide, could decide that divisional title. Uh, Melvin Gordon is going to be a game-time decision now. He's got the knee injury. He's been sitting for a couple of weeks. He hopes to play. Uh, Austin Eckler looks like he's completely out. He suffered a stinger, uh, kind of re-aggravated a stinger at the end of the game last past weekend. Uh, he's not been practicing the last couple of days here. They're calling him very doubtful. you got Justin Jackson is going to, probably going to be the starter if both Gordon and Eckler sit. And then you got a kid by the name of Dietrich Newsom. <laughs> wow. It uh, looks like he might end up getting some carries behind Justin Jackson. Uh, what, what's, a, what, what's your thoughts on this whole uh, mess, uh, Chris? Well, the first thing is really good to know is that, thank God, it's a Thursday night game, so you'll know this before you have to set the rest of your lineup. Um, I, in my opinion, if Melvin Gordon is active, you have to start him. They're not going to play him unless they feel it's safe because they need him in the playoffs. They're obviously going to the playoffs. So if mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon's playing, you play him. If Melvin Gordon's out, you absolutely play Justin Jackson. Now, if, if Gordon's in, I might be a little hesitant for Jackson just because I'm not sure how much they're going to split. And when push comes to shove, they're going to put their best man uh, on the field. So that's the kind of way to work. The big thing is I think they're actually going to throw the ball this week no matter who's in the backfield just because – their opponent is so poor in defending the pass that I think they'll yep. just they'll just nickel and dime using uh, Keenan Allen out of the slot if they have to as in lieu of a running game. So I think you play Gordon if he's there. Okay. Uh, final uh, thought on this 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 kid uh, Detries Newsom. Uh, if if Justin Jackson starts, is he worth uh, picking up and starting on a lark? I guess if you're in a 14 plus man league. Oh, you know, desperate. I mean, we're that's desperate, desperate times. We're going to talk I about think, Phil Rivers a little bit later. That level league. of desperation, you probably want to take a chance on a guy like Zach Zenner, who really showed up in, for Detroit, because he's yep. the kind of guy who could actually cut into significant playing time more so than Detrez Newsom probably could, even in the absence of Gordon. I agree. 
I agree with you totally. Okay, let's move on over to Pittsburgh real quick. James Conner uh, not ruled out yet for this week, but, you know, he's got the ankle. He may play, may not. They're playing the Patriots in a huge game because the Steelers now have lost, what, three games in a row here? So they need uh, they need to win this game. And, of course, the Patriots coming off that devastating loss at uh, the last play of the game against the the, uh, the 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 Dolphins and Canyon Drake ran past Gronkowski as he flailed away, tried to tackle him on the one-yard line. Hey, some of us would find that interesting and funny. Uh, I'm not saying anything more on that. But anyway, <laughs> moving on over to Pittsburgh, Jalen Samuels got to start, lots of catches there, and yet Ridley got the call to goal and the score. And the score, uh, who do you like? Let's say that Connor doesn't play this week. Do you still like uh, Samuels, or does it depend on your scoring system, Chris? Yeah, I think it does, depending on your scoring system. I, just like we talked about last week, I, I thought Ridley might be the better option at the goal line, and he was. But in a PPR, Samuels has certainly showed himself to be very adept in that aspect of the of the game uh, as from the running back position. So and I think if you're in a PPR, you go with Samuels, and if you're in a, a standard league or a non-PPR in any way, shape, or form, and you've got the choice, you probably would go with Ridley with a slight edge there because of the goal line adv- advantage or likely goal line advantage. Okay. Well, we had another season-ending injury uh, hit late last week in practice. Emmanuel Sanders went down, ruptured his Achilles, so he's gone for the year. Uh, now uh, you got Deshaun Hamilton. You got Tim Patrick, both of them rookies, and of course uh, the other rookie, Cortland Sutton, was was, uh, was doing fine this year, this uh, this season. Uh, but he got dinged up in the game, and because of that, uh, both uh, Patrick and uh, Hamilton ended up with ten targets, and Hamilton scored in the game. So uh, who do you like from that uh, group of threesome there, uh, a, a dinged-up Sutton or one of the other guys? Uh, well, I, I don't actually like Patrick unless Cortland Sutton is out because almost every mm-hmm. single one of his catches came with Sutton out of the game, um, I, 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 from, what I, from what I understand. I didn't see a lot of the game, but that's what I understand. So, as I understood it, Hamilton was the backup for Sanders and Patrick was the backup for Sutton. So Hamilton slid into the starting lineup, and he's going to start no matter what because Sanders is still going to be out. If Sutton is in there, Patrick is not going to get that kind of volume. It's just not going to get it. So uh, you've got to be really careful about that. And right now, not knowing anything about who's, how bad Cortland Sutton's injury may or may not be, I'd say Hamilton is definitely a starter and a safer play. And Patrick is only really valuable if, if Cortland Sutton is going to be out of the lineup. That is definitely the right call there because uh, we we did uh, I, I watched a lot of the game uh, and uh, Hamilton was 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 playing for uh, for Sanders and he was going in motion a lot playing out of the slot uh, like Sanders does uh, and in fact uh, he went in motion and flared out to the right and that's what he uh, how he caught the touchdown it was on the fourth down play actually so uh, yeah I agree with you there uh, Patrick's value is much less when uh, when Sutton is actually playing in the game it was just uh, happened to be a bad break for according to the Sutton owners he was really set up for a good game there still saw six targets so only caught a couple of short passes before he left he did not practice today and uh, as they as they get underway in practice uh, because they're going to be playing on Saturday at home against Cleveland so the Cortland Sutton's thigh injury kept him out of practice. That bears watching over the rest of the, the rest of the week. Okay, uh, before we get to the injuries, real quick, any specific fantasy advice for semifinalists that are playing this week, Chris? Yeah, two of them. One is, and you just mentioned it. There's a couple of games on Saturday this week and, and the following week, if I recall. Make sure you pay attention that you don't have some of your guys playing on Saturday and you forget you don't get them into your lineup. You either lock them in or out of your lineup when you don't want to. So pay close attention to the schedule because of the Saturday games for the next few weeks. And the second thing is kind of goes back to what we talked about last week. We talked about matchups and don't overthink it. You play your studs. You don't don't bench a stud for a schmuck with a good matchup. We only talk about using the matchups for tiebreakers. The other thing you want to look at, 
especially for tie-breaking purposes on your roster, is weather. And it's not just precipitation, rain, snow, and ice. Look at wind, especially some of these northeast games or games on the lake like Cleveland and Buffalo. You can get an awful lot of wind, which can really mess with the passing and the kicking game. Uh, and does not help downfield passes. It really helps the running game and the defense when things get windy and slippery. So kind of use that as your tiebreaker, but remember the wind and not just the rain and the snow. Yep. Uh, just taking a look at the schedule this week, uh, these East games play up in the Northeast up here, Tampa Bay at Baltimore. The Bucks might have trouble in bad weather there. Buffalo's hosting the Lions. Lions are used to playing inside in the Dome. The Green Bay Packers at Chicago, of course, uh, both teams are used to playing in bad weather there. And Oakland is at Cincinnati. Oakland is a fair-weather team, so, you know, be careful there. Although the Bengals, uh, sorry, defense kind of makes up for that, but that's a really good point to make about the weather. By the way, Cleveland is playing at Denver. Uh, there might be some bad weather there, too. It's, it's, it's in Cleveland. I mean, it's in Denver and Colorado. Snow's up there uh, this time of year. Uh, you know, we'll see come Saturday. And, of course, you know, the Thursday night game is the Chargers at Kansas City keep the, the weather on that, but I expect a shootout in that game. That's going to be really, really fun to watch, especially if Gordon doesn't – if he sits – uh, Phil Burr is going to be throwing 50, 60 times in this game. It's going to be very, very exciting to watch. Real quick, the injuries to note. Big Ben uh, hurt his ribs, got a pain-killing shot, sat out most of the second half, and they fell behind. He came back in, almost let him down to a, to a, uh, a game-winning field goal that, that uh, actually uh, it went bad. But, uh, you know, he, he expects to play this week. This is a, a kind of multiple ridge injury, but it's kind of bruised. It's, nothing's broken there, so that's good for Big Ben owner, uh, owners there. Lamar Jackson with the ankle expects his play we're assuming that he's going to keep starting because they keep winning but you know Flacco is now healthy now or getting very close to it so we'll see what happens later this week already mentioned Melvin Gordon is a game time decision for Thursday Eckler is not going to play most likely James Conner is probably going to be close to a game time decision at best it depends on if he practices later this week Spencer Ware shoulder and hamstring sat today so we're uh, we're kind of up in the air on that for Thursday night. I'm assuming that he is going to play at some point. But, uh, you know, Dam- Damian Williams is probably going to see there. Uh, and, if of course, if Ware doesn't, then Derek Williams, the other uh, Williams brother. <laughs> They're not brothers. But, anyway, uh, we'll see some action there. Kerryon Johnson with a knee in Detroit is still uncertain. We'll see if he practices this week. Same thing with Matt Bright. He's not – uh, not uh, ruled out. He's going to be reevaluated on Wednesday, which is tomorrow. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is day-to-day with a hamstring for Buffalo. Isaiah Crowell uh, sat today with a foot. Uh, Elijah McGuire with an ankle sat today. And Trent Cannon, the hamstring, saw sat today for the Jets. The, the course they play on Saturday should be uh, – we'll, we'll know here in the next couple of days who's going to be playing and who's not going to be playing there. None of them look really that serious except possibly Crowell. Uh, Tyreek Hill with the wrist and the heel. He practiced on Tuesday after sitting on Monday. He's day-to-day. He's not 100%, but as if you saw him uh, limping around, making plays, and then limping, or making plays, coming out of the game, coming back in, making plays, and then limping again. You know, I mean, he, this is what you're going to expect from Tyreek Hill. He's, he's going to be out there right now. It doesn't look like it's that kind of a – to probably just sore for him to run on it. Sammy Watkins is a, a big issue here with a foot injury. He sat again today. Doesn't look like he's going to go on on Thursday. Chris Conley is at number two there now with Watkins out. OBJ, but they didn't even mention him. He had a surprise uh, quad injury that uh, kind of flared up on Friday, and he was limited last Friday, and they ruled him out on Saturday. He didn't play, and we're not sure whether he's going to be able to play this week. We'll see. Uh, the, the Giants are on the fringe of the playoffs. They still need like 30 million things 
to, to happen, plus they need to win their last three games to get in. It's probably not going to happen, but, you know, who knows? I don't know. OBJ is probably going to try and play. We'll see. Doug Bowen with the hip sat out on Monday. Carol, uh, Pete Carroll, hope, hopeful he plays. We'll see later this week. Kiki Guti apparently with a hamstring, and Houston is trending towards being able to play. Uh, we mentioned Josh Dotson, uh, uncertain with the concussion. Deshaun Jackson with a thumb. They were talking like he might miss the rest of the season, so I wouldn't expect him to play. Jordan Reed with a sprained foot in Washington. Uh, he's got another foot injury, people. Well, it could miss the rest of the season. That doesn't sound like he's going to play this week, so plan accordingly. Two kicker notes, Stephen Hauschka uh, up in Buffalo with a hip. He's day-to-day, probably going to end up kicking. And Graham Gano with a knee sat last week, uh, so Chandler uh, Canzero was signed uh, to kick for Carolina. His status is uncertain. I wouldn't expect him to play this week. Uh, be careful there. And we'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President and CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's Expert League Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim redrafter, dynasty, keeper, auction, salary cap, IDP. They cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, as we reach crunch time here, uh, check out our website. A lot of the stuff down there is free. The NFL Quick Bits free, uh, free in-season nine sky scouting reports, including uh, reports that cover the Colts uh, from Chris Rito here. If you if you have any of these questionable players that may or may not may not be playing, Dontrell Elliman and such the Colts, uh, check out uh, Chris's report as well as our, our Quick Bits there. We're of course uh, free uh, our weekly fantasy newsletters winding down. We've got three weeks left. Uh, they include daily premium injury quick bits. So if you want quick bits about injuries and such, check us out. Try us out. Nine ninety five will get you the last three newsletters. That's less than the cost of a pizza uh, delivery pizza. There expanded picks to click and flick uh, the market. I just uh, discussed one hundred and thirty six possible free agents, including kickers, defenses, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and such. Uh, a lot of uh, possibilities for people to pick up, including, of course, Kenneth Dixon and uh, Justin Jackson and those guys. NFL game matchup analysis from John Cooney, unparalleled in the business this week. Of course, we're releasing our rankings for the week tomorrow. And then uh, the ones that they will be updated, because there's an afternoon game on Saturday and an evening game, uh, they will be updated uh, before noon on Pacific time on Saturday for our premium subscribers. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, at FF Mastermind. Let's get right to the picks to click and flick for week 15. All right, Chris, a couple of quarterbacks you like this week and why. I may be the only person in America that believes in Kirk Cousins and the Vikes passing game after last night's game, but there are some reasons to be optimistic. First of all, Cousins' numbers at home are just far superior than on the road, and when he's not playing against a team over 500 or, or in prime time, he's actually really, really good. So I, I think he's got a chance to, to – it's a classic rebound scenario this week, especially because the, the Dolphins' pass defense is getting shredded by everyone uh, over the last three weeks since their bye with Xavier Howard and some others out in the secondary. 300 yards per game they're giving up since their bye. Even Josh Allen looked good against them passing the ball. So I think Cousins is going to rebound. And then I like Deshaun Watson this week. Mobile quarterbacks in particular – have given the Jets defense fits, and their weak secondary can't cover long enough for Watson when he extends the plays. They also don't get much of a pass rush, which is the only thing that really slows Watson down. 
And since their run defense is a bit better than average, I suspect that the air will be their demise this week, and Watson could have a solid game, including some rushing points. Okay. Uh, I think uh, a couple of quarterbacks I like this week, uh, Derek Carr, Oakland. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's made my f- uh, click list this year, but this week against the terrible Bengals secondary and the way Carr is playing uh, ended up uh, leading the Raiders to a shocking win over the Steelers this past week. Uh, as long as it's not snowing <laughs> in Ohio there, I think that Carr is going to have a, a solid game. So if you need him to start him. Uh, the big guy this week, Phillip Rivers, I already mentioned him, shootout against the Chiefs. It's in uh, Kansas City. Uh, Mayor may not have Gordon. Even if Gordon plays, Rivers is going to be dumping off a lot of passes to Gordon. He can he can throw also passes to uh, Austin. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Austin, but Justin Jackson. But uh, most importantly, he's going to start using targets like Mike Williams, uh, Travis Benjamin, Tyrell Williams, in addition to Keenan Allen. Um, this game could be really, really high scoring. So if you've got Rivers, start him and, and smile there, hopefully. Uh, guys, I'd be careful about this week. Aaron Rodgers uh, got temper your expectations at Chicago. We all saw what Chicago Bears did at home this past Sunday night to Jared Goff and the, and the high-flying Ra- uh, Rams. And I think that Rodgers is going to struggle in this game, maybe throw one touchdown, temper your expectations. Ryan Tannehill, Miami, not at Minnesota. I just don't see it happening. Usually when they come off a surprising win like that, they immediately tank and, uh, you know, they just don't have it, uh, don't have a feeling about Tannehill this week. So be careful there. How about a couple of uh, quarterbacks you're not crazy about this week and why, Chris? I know a lot of people have, have plucked Jameis Winston off their bench or off the waiver wire and ridden him into the playoffs right now. But this is the week to probably return to the guy you had as your starter before. I mean, obviously he's got a very tough matchup against the number one Ravens defense. That's a huge factor here. But if you watched the game last week, perhaps more concerning to me is I watched him light up the Saints. He had 16 fantasy points at halftime last week, but he got a knee injury, had a hyperextended knee in the last play before the half. Right before that, and then he did nothing the rest of the way. He looked like a totally different quarterback when he was dinged. So, without knowing that he's got some mobility back, I'm worried that that's what you're going to see against this Ravens defense, and it could get ugly for Jameis Winston. And then, you know, almost a perma flick for the last month is Matt Stafford. It's like he's free falling as a fantasy player, he's almost unrosterable now. I did cut him in two of my leagues recently. And then you look at the Bills' pass defense, which has held five straight passers under 200 yards and eight of the last nine under 200 yards. You'd need a 32-team league to start Matt Stafford this week. Okay. I'm at a couple of running backs you like and why. Uh, I, my apologies to Spencer Ware. I dinged him last week, but I, I was impressed with what I saw. A lot of people saw Damian Williams get two short touchdowns last week, but if you watch the game and the stats, Ware vastly outplayed him in every facet, way more snaps, 17 PPR points without getting in the end zone. So on a short week, I always like the running back for the home team. That's usually something that works really well. And where should be a factor as both a runner and a passer to slow down the Chargers' pass rush. So I think he could be due for a good game, assuming he plays, which I think he will. I think they're just resting him on the short week so they can use him on Thursday. And then I also like Chris Carson. Again, if you watch the Monday night football game, you had to like what you saw of Chris Carson. I mean, he was just bludgeoning people and getting powerful chunks gashing through that Minnesota run defense over and over and over again. Look like the best player on the field. So I think he's a solid bet to have great numbers this week against the 49ers team that is erratic on defense and soft up the middle. Um, he's got a string of double-digit games without even being a receiving threat at PPR, and he's almost a guarantee of a touchdown. He scored in four of the five last games he's finished. So I really like Chris Carson this week to be a, a solid high-end RB2, low-end RB1. 
Okay. A uh, couple of running backs I like this week. Uh, number one, Doug Martin. Uh, I think he's going to score against the Bengals. And courtesy of Chris Rito, who I mentioned that I was going to pick him as a click, and I did. Uh, he said he gave me this. He says facing the Bengals helps us boost his value here. Also, they have allowed at least one running back score, rushing score for nine straight weeks in their bottom three in stats allowed. For every running back rushing and receiving category, the Bengals are quitting, and Gruden will pound it at them, and I believe that totally. So if you got Martin, stick with him. David Johnson, Arizona, I think he's going to do fine against the Falcons. Uh, these teams aren't really playing for anything. Uh, David Johnson did catch eight passes last week, so you know he's still holding those PPR values, even though he only translated that into 17 yards. I don't know how that happened, but it did. I think he gets much more yardage, and he's going to score this week, so stick with him. Uh, a couple of guys I'm Concerned about the Peyton Barber. Uh, I think the Ravens are going to limit him, just like I think they're going to limit the entire Bucks team there. And Aaron Jones, the Bears are going to limit him. I'm not sure if he's going to break off one for a score, but you know, be careful about that. Temper your expectations. How about a couple running backs you're not crazy about this week, and why, Chris? Uh, this hurts me because these are two of my favorite players in the league. And I'm going to start with Mark Ingram. The Panthers have been super against the run, even during their five-game skid. They've allowed the third-fewest rushing yards per game all year. And at home, the run defense is nearly unstoppable. They've never allowed more than 75 total rushing yards to the team. Uh, I think on Monday Night Football, this looks like more of a passing game than a running game. So Ingram could be on the outside looking in fantasy-wise this week. And then uh, poor Adrian Peterson. The offensive line is just decimated. They're on their fourth quarterback in four weeks. I don't think they have much threat of a passing game. I, cause I, don't, I think Reed is, uh, I think uh, Reed is actually going to be out this week. So for all that AD is, he just can't create his own lanes at this point of his career. I mean, all you have to do is look at last week when he had a 90-yard touchdown run and still didn't break 100 yards for the game. That's kind of frightening. He's averaging under two yards per carry the last four weeks if you take out that 90-yard score. So now he's facing a rested and proud Jaguars defense that was just bludgeoned on national TV. Yeah, look out, AD. This one could get ugly. Yep, I agree with you there. How about a couple of wide receivers you like and why? I like Chris Samuel. I think Lattimore is going to probably focus on D.J. Moore as the better route runner of the two, I would guess. And most weeks with the Saints, the number two guy is the bigger fantasy threat, especially if he's a speedier guy. Samuel's been getting more touches each week. He's got 20 in the last two games. And his big play potential is the one I like against a New Orleans team that gives up big plays. I also like the veteran Allen Robinson. His targets have been steadily climbing since returning to the lineup from injury, and a big matchup against the Packers could help him get back in the end zone because nobody's allowed more wide receiver touchdowns than the Packers, and it's generally been the number one guy that's got the touchdown almost every time. Getting Trubisky helps back helps also because all of his touchdowns this year have come off the arm of Mitch Trubisky. Okay, uh, a couple of wide receivers I like this week. Uh, I'm going to stick with Deshaun Hamilton, who I started and uh, got me in the in the semifinals at the Webmasters there. Uh, they're playing the Browns at home, and whether or not Cortland Sutton, Sutton plays or not, uh, Deshaun Hamilton's going to play in the slot. I think he's going to see 10-plus uh, targets like he did this past week. So uh, if you need him, pick him up and start him. Tyler Lockett for Seattle catches a long one for a score against the 49ers this week, I think. I um, think uh, their offense is going to do a lot better. Uh, the Vikings' defense is much better than the 49ers, and that's who they're playing this week. Uh, plus, Doug Baldwin, very, very iffy to play again this week. A couple of guys I'd be wary about. Uh, the caution play of the week goes to Mike Evans. The Ravens won't allow him much. Uh, he hasn't been doing much recently. Uh, four, three or four or five catches, 60, 70, 80 yards. Not bad for a number two or number three, but Mike Evans, you're supposed to be a number one, and that's not getting it done. Kenny Galladay, oh, poor guy. <laughs> Bills have a good secondary. Matthew Stafford is just not throwing very much. They're trying to win games on, on the ground. It's going to be ground and pound, and that does not include Kenny Dolliday, so I'd sit him this week if I could. Uh, how about a, a couple of wide receivers you're not crazy about and why, Chris? 
You want another big caution play for the week? I'm going to throw Julio Jones out there, even though he's an obvious no-brainer start regardless of matchup. Um, He's mm-hmm. got these celebrated matchups with Patrick Peterson. They played each other every other year since they came into the league with consecutive draft picks. And all, every year but one, they favored Peterson statistically, even though the Falcons usually win. Peterson has held Jones under 35 yards in two of the three games, and they've been matched up one-on-one. That's, that's pretty impressive. So this year, with other weapons to his disposal and a soft Arizona run defense, I think Atlanta's going to be content to let Jones get a little and just walk away with the win. And then poor Josh Doxson. I mean, just as he was coming into his own as a viable fantasy player, like you mentioned earlier, yeah, another change in quarterback, Jamison Crowder's for targets. Now he's in the concussion protocol this week. He gets to try to escape the clutch of Jalen Ramsey on Sunday. Yeah, just stay Josh Doxson. Okay. How about a couple of tight ends you like and why? Apparently your dog didn't like my selection. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Cameron Brait. He's still the best red zone threat the Bucks have, and he scored three touchdowns the last three weeks. So you ride the hot hand, especially when you look at what the Ravens have done. They've been obviously a great defense, but they've allowed a tight end touchdown in four straight games and in six of the last seven games, including some decent yardage totals to the position as well. So I think he's a better play in standard leagues because his target share is low. But, you know, he's got a hot hand getting in the end zone. Then I like C.J. Uzoma to, to kind of make a little bit of a comeback this week. Nobody allows more yards or touchdowns or fantasy points to the tight end than the Raiders, even though they allow relatively few targets. So even low numbers of touches should still get production here. Even, so Cincinnati's low passing volume I don't think is going to be an issue. Got limited other options in their passing game, so I think Uzoma makes a great streaming option this week in a very tight end friendly matchup. Okay, a uh, couple of tight ends I like this week. Uh, what's not to like with Jared Cook's been top five wide receiver to, to tight end, like a wide receiver the last couple of weeks. Uh, they were going to play in the Bengals, and the Bengals are absolutely terrible, especially against the tight end. So uh, stick with Jared Cook there. And Vance McDonald just got a feeling that he's going to score in a big home game for the Steelers against the Patriots. Could be the, the winning score. Uh, uh, the tight end, I think it was Jesse James, remember, had the, the catch and then the, the no catch at the goal line that would have beat the Patriots last year. Well, I think that uh, Vance McDonald gets it done this this week. So stick with him if you got him. A couple of guys I'm worried about, Evan Ingram's. Uh, Evan Ingram of the Giants, the Titans have allowed zero tight end scores in 2018, and Jimmy Graham for the Packers won't get much against the Bears on the road. How about a couple of tight ends you're not crazy about, uh, Chris, and why? Unlike Austin Hooper, he's only been over 10 PPR points one time without scoring a touchdown, and those touchdowns have been fairly rare for him. He's also rarely top 50 yards, and his catch totals have been down since week six. Now he faces the Cardinals, who have held some really high-end tight ends to very pedestrian numbers. I don't think this is the week he breaks out of his funk, especially with a little bit of a knee injury this last week. And then, you know, Trey Burton, his disappearing act just continues. Not top 40 yards since week seven, just a tad over five PPR points per game in that stretch. That's hideous. The Packers can't stop the run or the downfield receivers, but they're very good at stifling the tight end, allowing only one touchdown all year and top five in targets, yards, and reception of the position. I think Burton's a non-factor again this week. Okay, it's time for your one-hit wonders at kicker and defense. Hit me with them, Chris. Uh, well, you mentioned Chandler Catanzaro earlier, you know, replacing Graham Gano. I think that's a nice, a nice feeling because he's probably on your waiver wire. But guys that are probably uh, more consistent, I like Brandon McManus. Cleveland's allowed 10 points per game to kickers on the road and several huge games, so kicking in the thin air is good. And I like Daniel Carlson of Oakland. You play all kickers that face the Bengals, period. The scoring chances. As far as defenses, I like Atlanta's fast defense uh, playing at home against a weak offense of Arizona with a risk-taking rookie quarterback. That's, that's a, usually a recipe for success. And then I like Buffalo against Detroit. I mean, it's obviously a very tough defense, and they're, hold, and they're hosting a fast-fading offense 
prone to mistakes in what could be a bad weather game for a dome team. Okay, we want to thank everyone for joining us. For Chris Rito, this is Mike Nazarek. We'll see you all next week when we do preview week 16 of the 2018 NFL season in our season finale. Goodbye, good night, and good luck to everyone still playing this week. Go get them, guys. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazarek, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second.